Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I am your host, Lauren. Hi, I'm Charles. What's up? We're doing uh, surfing those waves, brah. Oh, yay. Well, Get it's... tubular, brah. <laughs> well, it's about damn time. <laughs> I feel like that's what like someone commented and like she was totally right when I posted the comp- the post for the, the podcast for The Matrix. She was like, it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. We need to show Keanu love. So like this is the Keanu block Uh so yeah, it, we're doing motherfucking Point Break with not just Keanu, fucking Patrick Swayze. I know, I know. Who like I have to say is like pretty rivaled with Keanu in terms of like the man hotness department. Yeah, like, every, it, <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. Like everyone talks about how good Dirty Dancing is, and I've seen it once, but it didn't like blow my mind or anything. But I think Point Break is like both Keanu and Patrick Swayze's like best movie. Period. Like, it is right. Yeah, yeah, it is so good. It is. Obviously, we're doing Point Break from 1991, directed by Catherine Bigelow, who I have to say I was watching the Honest trailer because I'm obsessed with Honest trailers on YouTube. If you Google it and and watch it, it's so funny. They're like, the intro, they're like, Catherine Bigelow teaches the action boys how it's done. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, it literally is the best like it's like the best action movie i don't even think like the story is great it's Mm multi-layered it's got like super homoerotic energy but also extreme (laughs) masculine energy yeah there's like violence there's sex there's bank robbery there's law enforcement there's... um i mean it's like going to the buffet at hot shops there's just everything like <laughs> <laughs> there really is like absolutely everything and i think my first note in the like when i started taking notes on the story was like you know it's directed by a woman when our first sequence is like keanu reeves soaking wet shooting <laughs> targets like with this like dreamy music in the background mixed in with like a surfing montage from like the early 90s it was like this is like such a metaphor and like it's just crazy <laughs> like i love it it's so cool i love it yeah no i do too um i um i sort of have a long history with Keanu. Um, oh, yeah, I was gonna say, what is your history, first impressions, etc. So, um, my so I have an older brother and sister, and they always like when when I was younger, they always were in movies that I always found kind of boring. Um, really? Wait, what were some of the boring ones? Um, you know, they'd rent like um, you know, they'd rent like foreign films and you oh know, yeah, stuff, you know, and like Woody Allen movies and you know stuff that like you know when you're like younger, you're like this is boring. Yeah, I was like, like I yeah, I can't watch get into this. this. But um, <laughs> um, like one day they finally rented something good called Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> were they like kind of stoners? Not either one of them. No, I don't think so. Yeah, um, it's a little different world, I guess. But um, I like loved Bill and Ted so much that when they tried to return it to the video store, I replaced the tape in the <gasps> in, in 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 the thing with the blank tape and like and like stole the tape, and then <gasps> <No> like, <way. laughs> and then like the video store found out about it and they like called there and was like, "Hey, can we have our m- movie back?" And so um and so I got into. A, a lot of trouble um no way <laughs> and and why did you like bill and ted this is the first one right yeah 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 it was just fun and you know you know there's lots of like flashy colors and you know there yeah you know, it is really fun 
you know, it's like, you know, it's, um, you know, it's like time travel and, you know, it's, you know, to, to like someone who's seven, it's very appealing. <laughs> so. I was going to say, I unfortunately watched this film quite late, so I don't have that much of a connection to it because as an adult, it's okay. kind of hard to get into because it's so silly, but it's definitely yeah. something that if I was younger, I would be like, you know how there's certain films that you watch when you were like eight? Yeah. That you just really get it and you really like it. But if you were to watch it new, like I, like I've said this before, I have no interest in watching E.T. Yeah. I don't really know if like it, and everyone who's seen it already is like, yeah, it's kind of like if you didn't see it when you were like 10. Yeah. It's might not have like your teenager, obviously you're not going to watch it. There are plenty of other things to watch. And then as an adult, you just don't have that same, you know, like wide eyed innocence about yeah. life that you do when you see something like this. Now, you know, the world's like kind of bullshit. So it's yeah. like, you know, it's, this is, this is not, it's more like <laughs> the alien invasion we would have would be more like, what is it like, um, <laughs> like independence day, but it wouldn't end with like Randy Quaid, like, blowing yeah. up the fucking... <laughs> is it Randy Quaid? Is that who that is? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is Randy. Um, yeah. Like blowing up the fucking, uh, you know, alien aircraft with like a bomb yeah <laughs> but like but still it's just so it's just so weird to think like yeah i'll probably never see et but yeah bill and ted same thing i know they had a comeback they like yeah, had a yeah. recent movie but i don't know like how was that cool i think mike might have said something about it oh yeah um i um i i wasn't sure how if there was a movie you could like watch yet or um i don't know I think it might, yeah it might be on streaming somewhere i feel like okay. it came out during the pandemic i feel like okay. it came out like yeah a while ago but, it was right um, before he went to go start shooting the Matrix Four. That's oh, when he did it. Yeah. Um, but uh, oh, so um, so um, so I I, I loved Bill, Bill and Ted, and then um, when I was about ten, um, my mom and my sister took me to see Speed, and um, this this was Sexual Awakening number one. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Wait, so that's the next Keanu movie you saw after? Yes. Bill and Ted. Okay. Yes, and um. Like, you know, t- you know, Keanu and Speed is like, you know, yelling and he's like covered in grease and blood and sweat. And he's like saying, you know, like, get out, let me on the bus, you know. <laughs> and his head is all shaved. Yeah. Yeah, he has that like buzz cut. Um, he, like, he has a very like manic, chaotic energy. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that movie recently because it's, I think it's on HBO Max. We should probably just do it next because we're doing Keanu. And I feel like it makes me really anxious, like yeah. watching that movie. It makes my anxiety like really high. I'm just it, um, getting anxious I talking mean, about it. It also just seems to defy the laws of physics. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, I, mean, I mean, how uh, that bus was able to jump a 50 foot gap in the freeway, I, I don't. I, I I have no idea. <laughs> and like Sandra Bullock, like it's all just so yeah. funny. And then he wasn't in the sequel, which is a big drama. I know, they use like Jason Patrick, so I was like, ew. Yeah, he um, was, I think apparently kind of was like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm out. I don't want to do it. Um, but I guess but, Matrix 2 and 3, you just had to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, those are, those are the movies you chose to make sequels for. Like, <laughs> I know, and Bill and Ted. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> It's so weird. And Toy um, Story. But, <laughs> um, Toy Story. <laughs> um, oh, but I became aware of Point Break around the time that Speed came out because um, I think I like saw it in like the video store. I don't, I don't know if someone told me about it or not, but it, it, I was like really excited because like you know I, I had to wait until Speed came out on VHS and it was just it was just a horrible wait. It was like um, a year. I know. We were talking about this the other day. Like it, it was a year that things took. It was forever. Yeah, and. So I felt really happy when I found Point Grey because I was like, this is 
almost like speed, but it's like better. <laughs> so, <laughs> and there's this other guy called Patrick Swayze. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's too much. And they're surfing and like, yeah, it's just so cool. Yeah. yeah, it's-, it's just like so, so cool. It also goes by like, it's a two hour movie, but I feel like it goes by somewhat slow, but a lot happens. Yeah. It, um, the first, like the, like, I feel like up until like, um, I feel like the first like act of the movie gets, gets a little sluggish, but like, I think once they do the raid on that house is when things start to pick up because that's, yeah, when, that's true. That's like when Johnny kind of realizes that if these guys aren't the one who are robbing the ones who are robbing the bank, then it's probably Bodie. So, yeah, I think it takes a while for him to even get into surfing. Yeah. Like yeah. he has to get there. He has to like train at Quantico, get to the office and then like meet his boss and then like go through all these other steps. Like they've gone to another crime scene and then they're like, it takes a while for him to even tell him his theory. Like I think yeah. they're sur- that I think the robbers are, are surfers. Like that is like another like 30 minutes before we even hear it. Yeah. And then yeah. we're like, Oh, okay. So now he's going to surf. And then it's like, Oh, okay. So now yeah. we're going to get into it. And, um, it's really cool. and, um, Patrick Swayze and Keanu are both great in this movie, but I have to say Gary Busey blew me away too. So good. <laughs> I have a, just a few behind the scenes notes about it, but like, he is exactly who you think he is. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. yeah. Like he is exactly who he portrays to be. And it's really funny and really yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was an entourage. Um, the show Entourage as, which I know is like a heinous show by today's standards. I don't even know how there aren't like picket lines of like, get this show off HBO because it's like horrid by today's standards. Oh, but Oh, Entourage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like none of that shit would fly now. I'm honestly surprised that it's not even just like, there's a few little scenes here and there. The entire Jeremy Piven character says multiple things in every episode ari gold is like the the agent's name it's basically a male version of sex in the city yeah (laughs) kind of sort of like that's the best way i would describe it although it's more hollywood based it's more kind of the ins and outs of making hollywood movies and like shit like that but it's basically guys and like you know they're trying to pick up girls yada yada they talk about them like shit yeah. Um, but he was in that and there are a lot of celebrities in that show and they usually play themselves and Gary Busey is in several episodes and he is the exact character like he plays himself <laughs> and he's so out there and he has parties and stuff and they go over there and they're just like oh god he's so weird but he's just he's really funny he's really cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, crazy is that all that's all you got for first notes oh yeah um, yeah so um, that was sort of a long kind of windabout path to how I No, that's cool break, but yeah <laughs> Um, mine is not that exciting okay (laughs) Uh, mine i just i just remember renting it when it was on tape Mm. but i just remember renting it from like potomac video or wherever when i was in high school so i definitely saw it a lot later because in in 91 we were like seven yeah so or eight so definitely wasn't something that we saw in the theater (laughs) but yeah um but yeah it was definitely something that i watched later i guess it's just because i don't know how i heard of it i think i knew who keanu reeves was i mean he was kind of a heartthrob yeah not kind of i mean he was he was a legitimate heartthrob so i was like oh cool i'll totally rent this and it was dope i always loved california just as you know a teenager i always wanted to live there i always thought it was so cool to music you know Gwen Mm -hmm. Stefani, orange county like all that cool like ska shit that was coming out too a lot of it was from southern california so i always liked stuff about stuff that we don't get here you know the surfing culture 
And that whole vibe yeah. is something that we do not understand on the East Coast as like oh, East yeah. Coast uh, natives, you know, because yeah. it's a total vibe and it's a total really niche lifestyle and it's mm. a lifestyle. So I don't want to say that I, I know anything about it because I don't. But when I lived in L.A., I like I went and hung out with like this surfer like once or twice and like went to parties and stuff. And it's a lifestyle. I mean, it really is like a very like a like oh, a culture cool. and it really is they have their own language just like this and it's very much you know they just live to surf they really just live to make a small amount of money and like just surf the ones who are so into it you know yeah so it's really cool that she was very authentic i think even behind the scenes some people said like producers and just cast members a few cast members two of them are professional surfers who also act and they said that Catherine bigelow just did such a great job of integrating real life surfer slang and using it in the right way and like the most true way it just felt really natural and oh, cool. most of her films do she's a really great filmmaker yeah um yeah. so yeah she just makes really just really well just like tight films there's no filler it's just like very she's awesome she really is um i wish there were more women directors who did action i think that's i think it's that's changing now but i mean obviously she was like one of the first like mainstream ones i guess in american cinema but now we're getting more like uh this is we're recording this on oscars night yeah um, that's happening now i don't even know how they're gonna do it this year i mean we'll already know but uh this is speculation is it chloe zhao I think she's nominated for Nomadland with Frances uh, McDormand. I think so. Um, yeah, people say that she might win, so I guess we'll find out if oh, she does I, uh, by um, the time this is up. This is like the first year in a really long time that I've seen none of the movies nominated at all. Yeah, so, well, Mank, I didn't, Mank didn't get reviewed that highly, and I'm surprised that it was nominated for 10 Oscars. Yeah, I know. Um, I, who knows? I, I thought I heard people sort of hyping it up, like, sort of like, in the summer of last year like um mank yeah 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 it came out a while ago um which is then, so weird too but um oh yeah so they made a remake in 2015 uh no whatever i mean no <laughs> i don't know what it's about don't really care uh during this time in life i believe keanu reeves had just done my own private idaho one of my favorite films definitely my top 20 with river phoenix and that we did in like episode like 16 or something like that so uh we reviewed that one but that movie is just like oh it's so good so he was doing some amazing films at the time uh catherine bigelow this is another like kind of uh shout out i really want to watch her debut feature the loveless which is uh starring willem dafoe and he plays kind of a nod to the marlon brando character and on the waterfront from the 50s so he runs like an outlaw biker gang and it's Uh supposed to be really good it's also willem dafoe's first starring role that was done in 81 i'd love to do that yeah um and then i wrote omg i forgot about tom sizemore yeah (laughs) um isn't he's a natural born killers isn't he yeah, he's um I think so. He's um I think he's in like Saving Private Ryan and He's in like everything. Didn't he date Heidi Fleiss? I think so. Um I God, can we do we need to do like a I still we have to do it like a deep cut on like Heidi um, Fleiss. I I kind of love her. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's, she's kinda dope. Yeah, she's kinda cool. Um I think he was also in like he was in a bunch of stuff. He was in like he's in a lot of war movies. He was in like Black Hawk Down. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I get him mixed up with like Tom Arnold, and I have no idea why. <laughs> yeah. Is it because they were like, were they in, in any way related with like Ro- Roseanne? I don't. I know Tom so. Arnold was, but was Tom Sizemore? I don't think so. Um, I mean, oh, he's also in Heat too. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's he's such a weirdo. Like, cause all of his um, roles are like so strange. Like, um, I heard he ha- had a drug problem for a long time, but I think that he's been able to sort of get himself together. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's so um, nuts. Yeah, I always forgot about him in it that he's like in one of the scenes. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. And like Anthony Kiedis from Red Hot Chili Peppers. What what? Yeah, uh, is in there um, too. <laughs> I always forget he, um, he's in there. Just so funny. I um I uh loved the, the way he had his hair styled. I and, know. Yeah, it was so rad. Um, and, um, I also felt for him because even though he was a Nazi speed cokehead, he had a bullet shot through the top of his foot. And that is going to take like months and months of like reconstructive surgery to get back to t- together. And so speaking I, of someone who knows from personal experience, <laughs> what happens with a foot injury <laughs> is two, is it two years now? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. It was, wow. It was, uh, yeah, I broke it on December 22nd, 2018 damn wow okay yeah we're two years out and that's also another quick tidbit before we shift into behind the scenes is that the reason why in the fight scene at the beach anthony kiedis literally gets knocked out in the first like punch Mm -hmm. and also he gets uh that's what happens he like shoots himself in the foot by accident yeah (laughs) like that those two scenes happen because he didn't show up to fight choreographing scenes oh really so yeah i was watching a a youtube behind the scenes and they were like because we didn't have he didn't show up to class they were like well i'm this i'm the action coordinator you just don't get to be in the movie because that's why (laughs) when you watch the film and they showed it when you watch it he just gets knocked out by one punch because he wasn't there to learn any other choreography for that fight and then in the house they're like oh cool you don't want to show up well then you don't get to do like any cool shit so in the house you just get shy and like that's it <laughs> just like uh, lines. like that's it yeah. but i guess it's better than nothing you snooze you lose <laughs> yeah pretty much right yeah um and also i have to say uh just at the heads up in the beginning of the show that the name of the episode is utah give me two because that's the best fucking quote in the whole movie because i love meatball sandwiches and i they looked so good um yeah can we talk about the fact that he was able to get two meatball subs a tone a tuna on wheat and two lemonades for seven dollars and 84 cents that is insanity that's 1935 pricing because that honestly blew my mind like i like i like went back and watched it again just to make sure i played it correctly <laughs> then i had to go outside and smoke a cigarette <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was like what the fuck could you imagine three sandwiches and two lemonades oh my seven god seven bucks no 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 they, they that, that girl clearly just does not know how to do math like i mean <laughs> they're like a dollar like i was like a meatball sub like probably two bucks it was like a foot long it was I know. Like big it was really I know. big um I, I have not had a decent meatball sub in literally 10 years oh my god like everywhere i go i go everywhere around here no there's no good italian food around here I, sorry I tried the meatball sub from Parkway Deli um, not too long ago, and it didn't blow me away, but I didn't hate it. I wasn't a fan. Yeah. I, I think my standards – yeah, I literally try a meatball sub. Here's my rant on meatball subs because I'm obsessed with them, and I would love to do some type of, like, cross-country road trip or tour all around Italy, which they probably don't even eat them there. They're probably like, what the fuck? Don't <laughs> do that. But um, somewhere, I need a good meatball sub, and 
I lived in Long Island for a number of years and New York City. I've been extremely spoiled by like mm-hmm. some of the best Italian food outside of Italy itself. Yeah. Because that's where it like is blowing, you know, blows your fucking mind. You don't need a sub. You can just eat the meatballs and the sauce. Like, yeah. let's be real. But but here we do that with the cheese oh, melted. Every time I get it, the meat, the tomato sauce is just like it just tastes like it's from a can heated up. And like thrown on a meatball and so plain, like no garlic, no basil, no mm. like gimme, like I want a good sauce. You know what I mean? Yeah. Got to like, that's important. And also the meatballs, they've got to be like pork and veal and beef. It's got to be yeah. a blend. Like I, I need a blend. Fucking yeah. someone in DC tell me where to get a fucking meatball sub, like a decent one. I don't even give a fuck if it's vegan, quite honestly. I just want a good meatball sub. I'm willing to try it all. So I would love to have like a special episode where we just like run around trying meatball subs. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> like um, I really, really want a good one. So I was doubly jealous as well as the price. I was like, he was literally shoved like all of it in his mouth. And I was like, oh. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I, I loved as he's about to eat. Gary Busey says the quote, "I'm so hungry, I can eat the ass end out of a rhino, of a dead <laughs> rhino." <laughs> like, he has to be a Taurus. Like, <laughs> I don't even know until Jai's been telling me like she's like Tauruses love to eat, and I was like, "Oh my god, Charles is also a Taurus, and we really bond about food." <laughs> like almost every time we hang out, it's never like just to go to the movies there's always like food involved and there's yeah. always like a very discerning like okay like uh we were doing a, a ex benedict uh kind of tour before mm-hmm. uh covid hit so we yeah. would like i have it written down on my phone we go to different places and get ex benedict and kind of rate them on who has the best and i was like damn i didn't even think about that i guess it's like tor torrents are really foodies this is our birthday week by the way actually it probably will already have passed by the time you hear this but but yeah, so uh, yeah, woo woo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, kind 38 of. 38's <laughs> gonna be so fun. Thirty-eight's <laughs> so great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, let's get to behind the scenes. Okay. What you got? Okay. Do you have more? I think you have more than I do. Um, yeah. What you got? So I, I guess Patrick Sweezy did his own scenes for the skydiving shots, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, I think he and, went a little nuts too. Apparently, from what I heard, yeah. Like apparently, he he is like he was like really into skydiving in the, uh, like in his off time, and like producers yeah. were like, "Hey, look, um, for the duration of this movie, could you just like not so you don't die?" And he's just like, "Fine, but if when we do the skydiving scene, I I get to do my own scene, my own scenes." They're like. All right, fine, fine. <laughs> he also started taking the cast out, apparently. Oh, they were really? like, stop taking everyone out skydiving. <laughs> like, it's not a fucking roller coaster. Like, we cannot afford to, like, just have all, like, 50 people just out, like, crew, cast, everyone, like, just out skydiving for fun. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh, cool. Well, yeah, he sounds fun. Um, yeah, he definitely does. Um, I um think he uh, I think the movie before this that he filmed was Ghost. So he was, it was. Sort of, um, so I, th- I think think like there was one photo shoot he was supposed to show up for that he just didn't because he was like in Europe or something, and so they had to like, oh. get like a stunt double in order to like, um, in order to like you know sub for him. But oh um, okay, wow. But um, so um, other people who were considered for jo- the character Johnny Utah were. Johnny Depp, Charlie Sheen, 
uh, Matthew Broderick and Willem Dafoe. All right, let's let's break that down. Johnny <laughs> Depp eventually did Donny Brasco, yeah, which is one of my least favorite Johnny Depp uh, things, but uh, as a whole, I, I like the story a lot. The Donny Brasco story, I, I really like mob culture, like hmm. nineteen, uh, like maybe like. 60s to like 90s mob culture in new york so like that story is really interesting but i yeah i just i didn't like him in that i could you see johnny depp doing this he's not uh, big enough no i um, small. i mean um i mean i'm not like the biggest johnny depp fan to be perfectly <gasps> honest oh really oh, no i, I mean know I, this. I mean i i mean i i like him but i've never really found him particularly attractive so <gasps> I, I i i know i, I know oh that, wow um and i guess since we're dropping truths i might as well say it i don't see what the big deal about beyonce is so <gasps> oh well <laughs> well now um charles i've known you for 20 five years five years yeah it's okay we can say it um <laughs> Well, okay, Beyonce, I get though. Beyonce, I'm kind of of two minds about. Like, I don't like, I don't hate her or anything, but I think she's cool. I think some of her stuff is cool. I'm more shocked about Johnny Depp. <laughs> I don't really care about Beyonce that much. I mean, um, but Johnny, De- I mean, yeah, I get, I get how he's like not everyone's cup of tea. I totally get yeah. it. Now, do you prefer like acting styles? Do you like Keanu Reeves or do you like Johnny Depp or are they two different? They're like kind of different though. They do different films. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd say that Johnny Depp on the whole seems to be the more versatile actor at least just from i guess just my opinion but well, he's a freak of nature he literally yeah. like can like be anyone yeah it's kind of creepy and from any um, time period keanu struggles with time periods i have to say yeah like well, when he was in dracula i thought that was a little cheesy i mean he was good yeah. but like it he just he looks too modern for me or something i Johnny Depp just kind of looks like I don't even know where he's from. <laughs> like yeah. he looks from multiple places. At well, once. I know what you mean about time periods because um, Keanu was also in the original uh, cut of like Dangerous Liaisons that came out in 1988. Oh, is he and, in that a lot? He did a lot in the late 80s. Well, he played the role that um, that the that the music teacher plays in the in Cruel Intentions. Oh, uh, the oh. Sean Patrick Thomas. Yes, yeah. The guy from Save the Last Dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but um, you know, I I have to say, if if Keanu um was not cast, I'd say I think the person I'd be most interested in seeing this role would, would be Charlie Sheen. Yeah, he was because, good in what Wall Street was. Is that like the last big thing he was in? Yeah, in the late eighties. Yeah. Um, yeah, I also really liked him in Platoon um oh that's right he actually is like a decent actor yeah yeah it's just his personal life is such a hot mess that like that totally overshadows everything i guess for him yeah Um, he was good in wall street though yeah yeah he was yeah i thought he was really good Um, in wall street that he would have been cool i can't picture him surfing though i i think he could pull it off you think Um, yeah the fact that keanu is like from hawaii and like he just is even though he didn't before the film but it just seems like he's he totally is that surfer. He even talks like a surfer, bro. Yeah. Like well, just in yeah. general, you know, <laughs> even before that's kind of how he, how he was. It was kind of funny. Um. So one thing I thought was really cool was that Catherine Bigelow really fought to have Keanu cast as Johnny Utah. Yeah. And like, she basically said, if he's not cast, I'm not going to direct the movie. So fucking awesome. Which I'm just like, Oh my God, you're kind of cool. Um, yeah. And then, um, and then, uh, I guess Michael Bain, 
who was in the original Terminator with Linda Hamilton, was considered for the role of Bodhi. Um, which um, I don't like, know who he, that is. He um, he like played. You've seen the original Terminator, right? I don't think so. The one where he's bad. Yeah, yeah. where he's bad, right? No, I haven't seen that one. I've only oh, seen Judgment okay. Day. Okay, so um, so like in the original movie, like he's um, like Arnold plays the Terminator at to sent to the future to kill Linda Hamilton's character, and like Michael Bain plays a soldier from the future who sent into the past to like protect her. So oh, like, okay. I, so I think that's probably like what he's known for most. He was like also in the movie like Aliens with S- S- Sigourney Weaver. Another um, one I haven't seen. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, I need to watch it. And then um, for my last bit, um, there's just a quote that I saw um, Keanu say about his character that I thought was kind of cool. Um, but he describes John Utah as a total control freak. And <laughs> I was like, okay, I see it. You know, he, I mean, if you get to be an FBI agent, you're probably a little bit anal, you know? So, <laughs> like, um, but he goes on to say the ocean beats him up and challenges him. Maybe I should say this in like in like Keanu voice. The ocean be- beats him up and challenges him. After a while, everything becomes a game. He becomes as immoral as any criminal. He loses the difference between right and wrong. <laughs> he sounds like a Valley Girl from like 1989. <laughs> That's so funny. Vaya con Dios, bruh. Vaya con Dios. God, how just so cheesy. But thank you so much to Catherine Bigelow for putting him in wet clothes a lot. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, um, I don't Denim, have, no less. I don't have a lot of notes on costumes, but we did get lots of abs and butts and like wetsuits. So <laughs> yeah, we did. That. Totally. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so cool oh you didn't do rotten tomatoes what's oh i i didn't i um i forgot i apologize oh my god you're the rotten tomatoes guy though i just didn't do it i'm trying god i'm trying to make a big deal of it so i can suddenly pull it up on the screen and no one will know (laughs) i know okay well um i am i watched this like really funny clip of uh, this, uh, I guess it was like a podcast that Keanu was on in like 2013 and they were asking him about um, Johnny Utah. They were like, oh, you know, like, what do you think about like your character and like all this kind of stuff and like everyone's like watching Point Break. He's like, yeah, it's having a renaissance again. He's like, it was just um, it was just really something special. Like, we just knew when we read the script and he said that night where they were playing football with the headlights, mm. like the car headlights, he said a lot of the, the film was just so natural and it was one of those kind of all the stars align which there's another film that we reviewed that Pete, the actors said that about as well i forgot what it was i don't remember oh, now cool. but they all said that it was kind of just something that happened and it just happened so well and just kind of naturally and that's yeah. kind of why the movie's so good um did you find it yeah so um it has an, a critic score of 70 percent and a audience score of 79 oh wow okay yeah. so fuck you critics yeah 70 <laughs> damn <laughs> like um it's kind of crazy okay so my behind the scenes the budget of this was 24 million which was like pretty decent yeah it made 83.5 at the box office so it did pretty well holy wow that's 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 really good (laughs) yeah right like for this like kind of surfer film it came out i believe the same weekend as terminator oh wow judgment day was number two 
was it judgment day wasn't judgment day in like 91 yeah yeah so it must have been that and that was so weird too because that was her husband yeah i know uh, who <laughs> james cameron <laughs> Catherine Bigelow. so funny um i know that the writer who wrote this who i didn't even write down because i'm just oh. not not prepared at all um um but uh, let me find out w peter illiff yeah and also rick rick king i think it was rick king who thought about the story at the beach and he was just thinking like oh you know like looking at all these surfers and thinking like oh what about like how can i merge like a cop story yeah like law enforcement with like this guy's gonna have to infiltrate a bunch of surfers and they're robbing banks he also said that he saw an article in the newspaper around that time like nine or no i think he wrote in like 86 like around the time that time la was like the number one city for bank robberies Oh, cool. So he pulled that and gave that to W. Peter. Uh, and he fun. wrote, and he was like, here, like, construct something about bank robbing, surfing, yada, yada. So that's what they, that's what they did. And that's how they do it, which I thought was really cool. Um, uh, what's his name? Patrick Swayze was always the choice for Bodhi. Oh, like, awesome. always. Yeah. So, and he said that he really connected with his character. Like, a lot of his, his feelings and his beliefs about life were really similar to Swayze's own, which I thought was really interesting. And also Catherine Bigelow outside of pushing for Keanu to get um, this role, because like, like you mentioned before, a lot, he wasn't that known. So a lot of people wanted like those bigger draws, like Johnny Depp at that point had already been in Edward Scissorhands. So he had already like starred, you know what I mean? Like, I think, I mean, I guess whenever they were casting it. So it was, she was like, no, I really want this like atypical guy. He's not like the normal guy you would think. And then this also goes for Lori Petty. They said that the producer said that they saw every like type A actress for this role. Like everyone, you know, now who was 35 in like, you know, I guess whenever this was like 2015, he's like, we saw them when they were 20 and Catherine Bigelow, they saw Lori Petty and she like, they kept, and then like Lori Petty's there and she's like talking and she's like, they kept calling me and calling me back and calling me back. And then this last call was like, you're going to be with Keanu. And she's like, what? Oh my God. <laughs> and she's like, and we read and it was so chill and so natural and so cool. We were both just like these kids who were happy to be there. And then uh, the studio did not want her. They, she was very atypical and yeah. she's really cool that she came in in the interview and she's like, I know I'm not your typical like girlfriend in a movie and she has like a shaved head she looked kind of like tank girl when the yeah. interview and she was like i know that i'm not your the typical thing but like Catherine really pushed for me to get this role and it was awesome so she's just fucking dope like yeah. all all around you know what i mean and gary Busey was another hot ticket in this behind the scenes thing i saw on youtube they were all like dude he is the best fucking person in the world he is so wild they're like he's so chaotic they're all like i want his energy he's literally the best person in the world and at this time in gary Busey's life he was recovering from a really awful um, motorcycle accident where he had to get multiple brain surgeries so he was if you see his other work he was very different yeah this this brain surgery actually like changed his entire life mm-hmm. so this movie is like he's like it's kind of his comeback yeah cool. kind of his first foray back in and he just is so wild and so you know he's just so great you know everybody just yeah. like oh my god we love him he was just so so amazing so wild so yeah i mean all all in all it's just it sounds like it was just an awesome experience yeah it seems like it would be a fun movie to film 
Yeah, it does, right? It doesn't even seem like work. It seems so cool. Um, So for fashion, let's move on to fashion. Ed Fincher is the costume designer. You said you don't have that many notes on fashion, Um, right? No, I have a, um, I well, I just sort of got absorbed in the story and just kind of forgot to pay attention. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I wrote a few notes. Yeah, I don't have a lot. Um, like, um, I like um when that's not a beer. That is a <laughs> sparkling water. <laughs> I wish it was a beer though. I um like in the scene after like um Johnny and Tyler first meet when she saves his life. Um, when like he kind of like follows her back to her car and like watches her change, and um, like it's um, it, it is creepy, but I I I I got kind of like um, I, it's just sort of good to know that if I ever need to change clothes at the beach and plain and like plain view of everyone, that there is a way to do it. <laughs> oh yeah, that is <laughs> like, the way to do it. <laughs> um, so um, but I did like 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 her uh, jean shorts that she changes so into. So cool, and, that like, floral top. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, um, and then later when Bodie has her, um, has his party, invites them both, like, she's wearing this, like, this, like, mini skirt that sort of looks like material that they use for, like, a prom dress or something. It's, I don't know. Oh, I don't think I noticed that. Um, it's sort of, like, aqua, kind of bluish green, and sort of looks like it's, like, taffeta or, like, velvet or something. Oh, cool. Um, well, again, I like you. Some parts I saw the fashion and paid attention. Other times I didn't. Yeah. Because I was like so engrossed in the story. It's not because it wasn't interesting. Yeah. But it was very, the story was just so cool. You know what I mean? It was just like, yeah. I was always listening to what they were saying, you know, um, and like what they're feeling and stuff. And then um, everyone is always in the ocean and they're always dripping wet and they're always like, you know, just like coming up and like sweeping their long luxurious hair like to the side (laughs) Um, you know and you get to see their very defined you know like you know like masculine abs and you know um you know like you know like big firm like marble butts so um so so there's 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 that and um i think whoever um thought of the idea of surf suits is an absolute genius Uh, (laughs) right traction and (laughs) aerodynamics wink yeah (laughs) like that's so funny i my literally my first comment was wet t-shirt and jeans hallelujah keanu reeves (laughs) um i also love keanu reeves like really tacky brown 90s suit when he shows up looking like somewhat of a district attorney yeah he's showing up like his first day at work um i also love that coupled with that pink surfboard nice choice yeah yeah love that love that pink surfboard um, and I have to say that uh, I love the end where he's wearing that like double the Canadian tuxedo with the like shirt. Oh, he's wearing yeah. like a jean jacket yeah. that also gets soaked. Thank you, Catherine Bigelow. Yeah. And um, same with I don't know what. Oh, he I think he has a wetsuit on. I think Bodie has like a wetsuit on in that last scene. Okay. Uh, Bodie's outfits are just so like thrift store hippie natural dye mm-hmm. in yeah. your bathtub kind of shit like whatever like cotton shirt and you just like dipping dyeing it some weird color um and i have to say angelo aka papas aka gary Busey, daddy gary Busey. <laughs> i love his hawaiian shirt yeah, um, yeah it's really cool and he has that hawaiian like t-shirt where it's yeah. like a pullover t-shirt that's like super 80s like a lot of boys in my like class would wear those shirts they're like pullover like that kind of print that like tribal hawaiian type Mm. of print i guess and then also he has like a pale green kind of like almost like a bowling shirt and it has it's like pale green and it has like black 
like figures and like drawings on it. It's like oh, geometric. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. I like that. Is that what um, he's wearing in the in the scene where they raid the house? Yes, I think so. Okay, okay. it's not his last thing he's wearing. Okay. Um, and I love all of the like the gang, like the ex. I love the ex president suits too. Yeah, I love that they're like like the tuxedo that the Lincoln one which is like yeah. a Swayze. I love how it's like all boxy. It looks like it's like a suit that you jump into and like zip up the back. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also ill-fitting. Same with the like Nixon one. It's like beige and like red. It has like a red tie. Mm-hmm. So if I don't know if they're based on like actual suits they were wearing in pictures. Same with Reagan as like a tux. Well, that was kind yeah, of cool. Like they're all different. And then I think another one is like a, like LBJ or Carter is like a light blue. Yeah, okay. It's like a 70s blue kind of suit, which is really cool. Uh, that um, is the most disgusting color I've ever seen. That blue? Yeah, that like 70s like, like couch blue. And like you, you you like know at least like four people who have had that couch. So like. Oh my God, I know. Or like also there's like a tan kind of like velvet couch. Yeah. That was yeah. very 70s that you totally see in like movies and like definitely had family who had that couch. It was like such a weird 70s couch, like when I was young. Um, so weird. That's about all I have for fashion. Do you have any more fashion notes? Um, I don't think so. Cool. Um, okay, let's move on to music. Do you have any cool music notes? Um, um I have a few. I um I, th- I thought it, I thought it was done quite well. There wasn't like any songs that really like stuck out to me. Um, there's a song that's like playing in the scene when like Keanu like shows up at um like Tyler's like uh like rest like restaurant where, where she works mm-hmm. um and it sort of sounds like Wilson Phillips I don't know if, if, if oh I didn't hear that one um but um I don't know um but like oh yeah but that's the scene where he like orders the like shrimp and fries and I was like wait is shrimp and fries a thing because yeah because I, I, I so. I've never had it before now I really want to try it oh my um God, yeah. Totally. Um, but um oh yeah and then i also like the music and like the montage where like johnny's like learning to surf and like oh yeah that yeah. was i will not fall by wire train that oh, was okay. what i wrote down yeah johnny and tyler surfing yeah yeah that one's super cool um and then um I think that's all, all that I have. Well, that's all you have? Okay, yeah. cool. Um, the, I, I can't find... I tried to use Shazam uh, on my phone when I was watching it, and some of them wouldn't come up, so I'm going to have to do a bit more digging, I guess. Okay. The song that that's playing when Tyler's changing and he's watching her, I really mm-hmm. like, and I don't know what that one is. Uh, if anyone knows what it is, then just let us know. Uh, we did the Tyler surfing one. At Bodie's party, uh, the Jimi Hendrix experience is playing If Six Was Nine. Such a oh, good song. Cool like playing in the background of his house uh there's another song that's playing that i really wanted to know it's at the at bodie's room like when um i think it's tyler is like showing johnny like his room and all those pictures of him all over the world and stuff there's a really cool song that's playing there too i didn't know and i also love the kind of violin and just kind of like the score when they were skydiving that first time it was oh, really yeah, cool, cool music. Yeah, it was like these strings. Like it was really, really neat. Mm-hmm. And then um, I also love the end is Nobody Rides for Free by Rat. Oh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> the end credit song, which is so good. Yeah, those are my notes. There are also a few other songs in there. I really want to listen to that soundtrack. 
Yeah. Because I like a lot of the music that was in there, that like late 80s, early 90s, like soft rock slash yeah. some type of like butt rock in there, like metal and stuff. Um, um, not metal, but like rat, you know. Like, um, I think Rat released an album that I kind of want to listen to called Boys in Heat. <laughs> so, Shit. Wow. But, what um, year was that? <clears throat> Let me I look that like, up. I, I think it was, like, around the same time that, like, you know, GNR was, like, pretty popular and, like, Poison was really big and, like, Motley Crue was... I think Poison was, like, on the way up and Motley Crue was on the way down. I don't know. But God. <laughs> so. I really want them to do a biopic of Guns N' Roses. Oh, my God. They should. They right. already did Motley Crue. Why can't they do Guns N' Roses? Is it because of Axel? I mean, does he like not want them to use the the fucking name? I mean, they, it, didn't they get back together? Yeah, I I thought they did. I thought they yeah, like, like before. They like, really should because it would be so like I love the Motley Crue one, but like I need a Guns N' Roses one. Yeah, like yeah. I I think like they I've watched that behind the music enough. I need that to be turned into real life. There's enough there. Let's put it that way. There's enough there. There's also enough for like a Pantera one as well, which yeah, is another absolutely. like crazy band and crazy story. But there's just like enough like to make a biopic. Like, let's just make those. I, yeah. I don't, I know that that's a kind of recycled thing. And, you know, if it was done well, I wouldn't mind seeing a Nirvana one. I mean, <laughs> I mean I if mean, it was done all right, I mean, I want something. I mean, cool. it would be cool if, like, David Fincher or somebody did it, you know? Yeah, if like, it, it wasn't, like, so dark. Like, yeah. I don't need to it to be, like, that dark. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe theirs is pretty dark. I think maybe Nirvana's story might be a little too dark. Yeah. But you yeah. could do, like, a Smashing Pumpkins or, like, a, you know, someone like that. Yeah, that'd be like. cool. Yeah, or like Oasis, that would be really good. Yeah, like, they would never. <laughs> the Gallagher's would never let that happen. They would never let anyone like play them. Like, I, you know, I I think they should just start making movies about '90s bands, but like go completely out of left field and like start with a band like start with a band like Dish Dishwalla or something. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> tell me all your thoughts. Oh god! Yeah. I remember that song. Um. Oh yeah, that would be really cool. Like new radicals. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What I fucking love. Why they do one amazing album and break up? Let's yeah. explore this. Yeah. I don't and know what happened. You know, if they did dish while the, the the band would just be like, well, there isn't really a story. We had one hit and it got popular, and we just didn't have, a, have another one. <laughs> I know. There's no story. We'll make something up. <laughs> something has to happen. Eve Six is getting a resurgence on Twitter. Yeah. They're kind of like the '90s like shade assassin. <laughs> they like shade a lot of people on Twitter. It's kind of funny, like other like '90s fans and stuff. So maybe they should make a movie on that. Oh, yeah. I'm also really obsessed with this. Like, there's a new series that I want to dig into on HBO called Generation Hustle, mm. and it's like it's like an anthology. Like, there are ten episodes, and they're each like an hour, and they're about different people who've like scammed people. Oh, cool. Who are like millennials, like our age. Yeah. There's one guy that I didn't even know about who apparently is like a Hollywood, like a fake Hollywood producer. And I guess he like scammed people out of money saying that he was like doing all these movies and like whatever and got all this money for funding and then just vanished. And there's, yeah, there's a few of them, but I was like, oh my God, I love all these like scam artist people. Yeah. Which is so crazy. Well, did you ever watch the original Unsolved Mysteries with Robert Stack? I've seen a few of them, but not a lot. Okay. So like they'd have like stuff, you know, about like, you know, murders or like unexplained death and like about, you know, like UFOs and like par and like paranormal stuff too. But they also had like a whole section like just about fraud cases. 
Um, really? Yeah. And like, you know, it, it was it was about like, you know, people that were like, you know, scammed out of like, you know, you know, like, um, you know, like their life savings and about like various scams, you know, that like, like people would pull on the street, you know, and oh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, it's, it's the kind of thing that like no one like necessarily dies, but it's just like, you know, like, oh, you're, you're just kind of like destroyed someone's life. So, yeah, like, and like don't get nearly as much. That also happened with the that Lou Pearlman guy. Yeah, he founded yeah, yeah. all those boy bands. He like gave them no money. Like they made no money. Yeah, I still can't believe how much those boy bands like how much they did not make, and they were so famous. Yeah, and that guy who created them took all their money, and then he did something with like some retirees' money, mm-hmm. and like they gave him everything. Yeah, like he took their whole life. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, Ugh, it's horrible. But like really fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah, it's so fascinating yeah. like how they prey on people. It's crazy. Um, okay, so favorite scenes and lines, what you got? Oh my god. Um, okay. Um, so I love the scene when Keanu first gets to work and we meet John C. McGinley, who plays like the his he plays like the director of like that of of, of like the bank r- r- robbery unit, and you can tell that like John C. McGinley's character is like sick of your shit. Like he is just up to here with you and your shenanigans. So, um, <laughs> so I wrote um, bank robberies are on the rise. Let's go. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's what I wrote. <laughs> um, so I um. So um and then um and so, so then I love the scene when like when like uh Johnny and Angelo are both in like his office and he's and he's he's just like he's just like screaming at them just because he is just like you know like you guys have been on this case for two weeks and we don't have a lead we don't have a goddamn lead and you know i want this to stop you know because it's giving me health problems you know and so um and and then he like turns to them and he's like does either one of you have anything to say to me and then like johnny says i caught my first tube this morning sir <laughs> he's like what the fuck like he's just so insane yeah <laughs> he reminds me of the the director in true detective season one yeah yeah he's very much like that he like does not like the like people that are working for him and like treats them like shit yeah i also wrote so apparently in 1991 it's okay for your boss to say you're young dumb and full of cum um <laughs> question mark well he's not being inappropriate he's just being like super edgy <laughs> so, he's just stating the fact yeah that's <laughs> not a read that's just a fact yeah <laughs> essentially like, um, oh, think, um and then i love the um montage where johnny and angel are at the beach trying to collect hair samples from like oh strippers. my god i know and then like, um and then like you like see like two guys just like you know hot boxing underneath a beach towel and like angel just like comes up flashes his badge cuts a piece of hair off the like this one guy and like leaves yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh my god i wrote when they snatch hair from those surfers and then i love how when keanu does it and he he goes it and he goes you just got this massive bug crawling right <laughs> in your ear man oh and then he like grabs us and then he just goes to his ear but like grabs a like fistful of hair and the guy's like what the fuck, man? You just grabbed my hair. He's like, I just saved your life, bruh. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. This is so funny. I was like, this is insane. How have they not gotten their asses kicked for this? Like, this is insane. But, oh, um, wait, he does. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, 
I'm trying to think. Um, I, um, I, th- I thought Bodie's party seemed really fun. Like, <laughs> like definitely, <laughs> definitely did. Super hot surfers. Like, I mean, yeah. What's to, what's not to love? Probably um, like amazing food, beers. Yeah. Um, fuck, man. You know, That's the life. Like anyone, anytime someone says like Mikasa Sukasa, I'm just like, are are you sure? <laughs> Do you really mean it? Because can I eat this whole brick of cheese? Because yeah. I will. <laughs> Um, and, and then I, I like love that whole night surfing scene. Like, dude, I know I wrote that um, down too, but it got me concerned because I was really worried about sharks and I like actually oh. looked up on Google, you know, like is night surfing safe? And Google oh. said, no, it's not <gasps> safe. <laughs> so, are there, so there's shark, are, don't sharks, do they sh- hunt at night? So I think, I think a lot of sharks are like more like active at night. Um, oh fuck! So I mean, like, you can't even see them. I know, I know. But they, but you know, one thing that they did do right is they all is, you know, they say if you are going to surf at night, well, first of all, they say you sh- if you're going to surf, you should not surf at night. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> if you are, <laughs> but they say that you know if you're, if you're going to do it, you should be in a group, which they were. Um, How is that going to help you though? Um. I mean, it it just means that I guess if like a shark does attack, there's like people around to help you. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I mean, you know, no. granted, these are like all surfers, so they also might just sit sit back, pull their feet up on their boards, and watch you get eaten. So, <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and then um, I was and then I was just sort of goofing around on YouTube, and my new favorite thing um Uh-oh. is a combination of the words GoPro surfer shark. And um, if you type that into YouTube, it's just like a bunch of YouTube videos of like surfers, just like with like their GoPros on, and they're just like on their boards, and you know, there's like it's like a lot of very, it's very serene, a lot of ASMR of like you know, like Ooh, you know, like waves, like, you know, like light splashing and like yeah, waves. that water sound. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> and then yeah. you know, like something happens, a wave comes, they get swept off their board, and then it's like shark. <laughs> oh shit! Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, Fuck! I wait. You gotta send me these. Okay. I, I will love watching shark videos i get into like k-holes on youtube about like shark videos or like any type of cheetah hunting video i'm like yeah. all about it yeah. like i'm all about watching like big cats hunt and stuff I mean, like in africa and all these different countries it's really cool i mean most of the ones i've seen like you know like nothing happens to, to the surfers they get they, they just get like scared you know but i mean you yeah. know I mean, um like they say that you know, if you see a shark and you're out in the middle of the ocean, you're basically supposed to react, you know, be very calm and sort of like, it's what you're supposed to do if you like run into like a mountain lion or a bear, like you're like, you're not supposed to move quickly because that's going to attract them. So, so you basically see see people trying to like keep that in mind as they are frantically scrambling back onto your boards. I know, I was going to say, that's really hard. It's really hard to keep your, your natural instinct is to run. Yeah. Like you don't want to confront any danger. Um, and you never know which, like, which, uh, instance is going to be fatal. Yeah. Like, what if you are just still and stoic and then you still get attacked anyway? Yeah. You're like, fuck, I should have run. Um, but, um, oh, but I love the scene, like, um, when, like, Tyler and Johnny are, like, just sort of sitting in the water after, like, everyone else has gone in. And, like, Tyler turns to him and she's just like, I don't know, I don't know if I can do it. Lori Petty voice, but she's like, oh, her voice is so crazy. I know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've, you've 
you've got this intense scowl. Um, <laughs> I'm just like picturing you doing that. Okay. Really funny. No, I'm just I'm I'm just going to to commit to it. But um, it's like you've got this intense scowl, like you're doing all of this for a project. It's 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 a gun, and you look you look almost happy. <laughs> Oh my god, so there's so many good ones. My favorite is when he goes, my name's Johnny Utah. And she's like, who cares? <laughs> That's my favorite. He's like trying to go with her, who cares? And she just like goes back in. It's so funny. I also, I have to say that my first, oh yeah, wait, keep going. Okay. Um. So I love... Um. I love during the I, I thought the I thought the rate scene on, on like those like Nazis was like really cool. So um, cool. And like I, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like I love how Johnny gets his ass kicked by that naked woman in the shower. Um, I know, right? <laughs> what the fuck? Those women were like badass. Yeah, Just ones who yeah. were in the house. There were like two of them, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, if they're hanging out with Nazis, they're probably not pushovers. Well, but... yeah, I was gonna say they like definitely were fighting, like and they didn't know what was going on. <laughs> yeah um i'm trying to think um and then um um i mean if i name every scene i liked i'm just gonna be naming the entire movie but um like um <laughs> yeah I, right like i mean i um love um like that final like bank robbery scene where he based where they basically make him go in without a mask on um and like, so botched yeah and, and um it's just every, every, everything goes wrong and then I love at the very end how <laughs> Keanu is just so mad, like, and he dives out of the plane just like with a magnum and like no parachute. <laughs> <laughs> I think I tweeted, I not tweeted you. I think I, I texted you. Tom Cruise could never, yeah. <laughs> like ever. <laughs> I love how he just got so mad that he was willing to like completely commit suicide. Yeah, I know. Like, what if you <laughs> didn't even fly towards him and you just went straight down? Like, what were your what was your plan there? And how do you think you're gonna? fucking shoot him in the air isn't the trajectory of the bullet just going to be completely different yeah i mean unless i mean even if you have it against his head is it a guarantee like how would that work i would be interested to know like the velocity and all that type of shit like if you're a science major or whatever like let us know or scientist because i'm like what what would happen like what is the rate of speed like yeah it was crazy that he had the gun he's like either you pull the shoe or you drop the gun and he's like no (laughs) he's like all right well we have to pull it now and they're like still going i was like oh my god you just see them like hurling further and further like closer and closer and he's like oh we were supposed to do it five seconds ago and then he finally (laughs) throws it and they like do it and then oh when they come down like on his knee again oh, i was yeah. like oh, God, dude i was like why would you do this yeah you know like your knee is all fucked up like it's crazy yeah <laughs> so nuts um yeah do you have any more uh um yeah i i just have one more and then um there's a scene after the foot chase um, which I'm specifically not mentioning because I'm assuming you wanted to talk about it. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I totally, I totally wrote, uh, wrote about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I love, um, that there's a quote between Angelo and Johnny when, um, he basically says, I believe you're scared or you're getting too close to the surfing guru buddy of yours. And, um, you know, and I, I don't believe you're scared. So, um, mm. I, I thought that was kind of cool. And also- he is like, he is, I love how throughout the film, 
uh, Johnny Utah like slowly becomes Bodhi. Yeah, like, Bodhi's Bodhi's psyche and his kind of theory about life slowly kind of gets into Johnny Utah's psyche yeah and into his mind and he and i also i love at the end when you do see them when he goes to that um wave like that beach in australia mm-hmm. when he goes like a 50 year storm and he's like gonna go look for him and he goes there and i love like at the end and they're kind of like you know it's almost like the end of a i don't know like the end of like a western or something yeah and yeah. it's like the good guy and the bad guy and it's like what are we gonna do here like i've been searching i finally found you again and then you know they fight they have the whole intense fight and then before they fight i think he goes like are you still surfing and he's like every day yeah yeah that's so it's cool. like it's still like part of his <laughs> his like vibe like he understands that like and it's too, true too if you talk to surfers it's a very spiritual thing mm-hmm. for really intense surfers just because of the connection with the ocean and it's really cool it's one of those things in life i've tried um but i just i'm not comfortable in water like yeah. especially oceans I'm just like not that strong of a swimmer to be like swimming in like waves and like currents. And it just like is not my thing. I think if I probably grew up on the West Coast or spent more time in oceans, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe that was something I'd pick up. But it's so I love watching it. It's so cool. I mean, it's just awesome that they learn to surf and everything. I think Lori Petty had never been in the water. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Mm hmm. Cool. And then now Keanu actually does surf now. He learned to surf for that. And I, I believe Swayze does oh awesome surfs yeah just super cool yeah cool do you have any more um i think that's it oh cool Um, all right so i took some notes along the way uh i I really love when gary Busey has to get that brick from the pool as like part of his training (laughs) and then he like talks all that shit about his new partner he's like i got some new kid some dumbass quarterback (laughs) and he's like standing in front of him and he has the blindfold on and then he he's like Oh, he's like, here's your guy. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> hello. He's like, welcome to SeaWorld, kid. And then he just like sideways, chaotically dives into the pool. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> I just wrote, I love Gary Busey's chaotic energy. Uh, my first favorite scene is the first ex-president's robbery. Oh, yeah. Where cool. they first, when you just don't know who they are, and they're just showing showing it for the first time. And then they're like, we are the ex-presidents. We've been screwing you for years. So a couple more minutes shouldn't hurt. <laughs> and then they're all like looking around. And then they're like, uh, I think they asked for like the money. And they're like, don't worry. This money's insured. It's not worth dying for. <laughs> and then they just like, are you ready? And I love how they're like, LBJ, what's going on? And they're like, how about you, Nixon? And then he's like, I am not a crook. <laughs> thank you and pay your taxes and then like oh, that was really i like how the first one is that was really cool uh 27 banks in three years wow yeah. i wrote wow that's crazy is like, it, that's really is it crazy. crazy that watching that made me think you know what bank robbing would be a really fun activity for you and mike and i to do together like <laughs> I, if only we lived in a non like a digital world where like banks actually had money they don't like yeah. no one would even rob them now because like there just isn't probably isn't even a lot of money in banks anymore yeah but it does seem like a very cool bonding activity where no one has to die yeah no one has to die it's insured what's yeah. the big deal <laughs> like and, just ask for it back like you know and i think that in order to be good at that we would you know we have really have to be good at like communication with each other so planning <laughs> yeah. schematics math a lot i think the exactly. most perfect bank robbery i've ever seen on film was probably in uh the dark knight <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like that is like the most tight and like savage bank robbery ever yeah. where you've gotten rid of like most of your team and you've gotten like a fuck ton of um, of money 
and still manage to like get out and keep it and then just burn it at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super funny. Um I said, uh I God, I just really love Bodhi's intro is another one mm. of my favorite scenes. When you kind of when it's Johnny and Tyler. I don't know why I keep wanting to call her Taylor. Uh Tyler and they're like on the water and you see like Bodie in the distance and he's surfing and and then he's like who's that? And he's like she's like oh that's Bodie. He's a real searcher. Yeah. And and she, he's like what do you mean like searching for what? And he's just like, you know, he just like she just kind of talks about him like he's this Buddha. Yeah. Like he's like this like other world um figure and like someone that they not like worship but almost he's like the leader of this clan you know what yeah. i mean like and they really respect not just him but it's his philosophy and it's like they want to learn from him and they want to understand the way he thinks like he's kind of got these people to think the way he does yeah to know that like surfing is all that matters and like nature is all that matters and these people who sit in traffic are just bullshit you know like we are living life yeah. We're really living life and they're just like doing whatever's expected of them. So they're kind of in that whole vibe too, like the rest of the people with him, which I think is really cool. And that's he, when you see that football on the beach scene. Yeah, he's you can tell that he has like read the book Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance <laughs> at least twice. Like, I mean Yeah, definitely picks up chicks. <laughs> yeah. And he also seems like he'd be one of those like sexually fluid dudes too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like totally. He just is totally like into whatever and into vibes and into people yeah. and energy and all yeah. that. Um, he totally lives in Venice Beach. Uh, he totally somehow has like an unrealistically amazing house, but like no job. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess he pays his rent in cash because he robs banks. He's like got it all. Yeah. And, and then, he keeps packing up every like three months to like travel. Yeah. Which is, it, you know, it sounds great. <laughs> which is ideal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So ideal. Something that's so funny. Um, I love when the, I love when the boss, like we were saying before, I love that scene when the boss reams them for surfing. I yeah. Think that's still so funny. It's one of the best. Um, <laughs> I love also that tag team fight with that, uh, with that surfer, that surfer oh, gang, yeah. the Nazi oh, one. Yeah. Oh, Anthony yeah, Kiedis is in. yeah. I love how like, like uh, Bodhi just kind of like saunters in and mm. then he and then he kind of like they just start to tag team and he's like you know man like you're really cool something he says to Johnny <laughs> like you kind of have like no fear and like you don't need like they were trying to press you and you didn't even back down like you didn't even hesitate not a one and I was like man just make out already dude y'all are like <laughs> yeah. obsessed the way they're like they also in the honest trailer they clip together all the parts of like their like homoerotic dialogue together so it seems a lot more like salacious than it is yeah. but it is kind of like it's like the the best is when they're in the plane and he's like i know you want me johnny i know you can taste me so bad like acid in your mouth i was like, I was like oh my god i was like that's that is like someone also did that with harry potter with harry and ron yeah they, like they like comment put them all together that one was pretty good but they're just like obsessed with each other and it seems yeah. like he and it's weird too because he says i think Bodie says like you know, Tyler never looked at me like that. Like the way that she looks at you, like mm -hmm. she must really love you. And he's like, Oh really? Like, he's kind of like, I'm so obsessed with you though. <laughs> like, you're so... Um, I mean, it's, and also like, <laughs> it's true though. I mean, I know that like Tyler like rushes to embrace him at the end when they let her go, but you can tell he 
probably broke up with her maybe like a couple months after that scene, you know? And <laughs> yeah, like- <laughs> totally. Because it didn't seem that when he was in Australia later and they didn't give you a time period, I guess it was like six months or something that they said that storm was supposed to happen. And he was like traveling when he was like, I missed you by a week in Fiji and like a few days and you were here. I was like, where's Tyler? She's not waiting at home. <laughs> like he took off and he's like, I'm chasing Bodie. I mean, I know he's going to be at the 50 year storm. I mean, he threw his badge away. So he's clearly not, doesn't have to go back, to, back to Los Angeles. <laughs> no, no. And he had like a dope car and everything. No, I mean, yeah. This like, in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's see. Okay, so after they rob the bank where the meatball sub has like fucked it all up, but <laughs> essentially done everything it needed to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they they rob the bank and I love how like they pull up in the car and Johnny is like getting the sandwiches and paying that ridiculous price for it. And it's like pulled up right behind him. So yeah. you see it like yeah. he was turned wasn't turned around and wasn't looking at it. And then I love how like I think uh Angelo's like reading the comics or something. And Johnny yeah. like comes back to the car and he's like, did you see this car go through? Like, did you? And he's like, what? And he's like, oh, come on, man. What the fuck? And then, they, <laughs> of course, they miss him and then they end up like in a chase. And that sequence from that chase, leaving the bank all the way up until the L.A. River when he sees yeah. when they when it's like Swayze, who actually was Swayze's stunt double who did that whole chase sequence. Oh, okay. Because that's when Swayze was promoting Ghost. Oh, okay. Um, but when you do, when you do that whole sequence of when he like drops on his knees, mm-hmm. you know, he like drops onto that thing and that's when the guy climbs the fence or yeah. like a uh, Bodhi climbs the fence and turns that entire sequence is like so incredible. Oh my God. It's like so well, everything, like, the way that like, that really is what Venice looks like. Like mm-hmm. it's very, there are parts of it that are really tight like that. Yeah. It's so cool. But it's so, so cool. It just keeps leading one into the other. You're just like, ah, yeah, this is um, so good. Well, I heard that they used a steady cam to like film those like shots, which is like the camera they used for like, like when, like when ER came out, like, like a couple years later, like they used a steady cam and that's like how they got like all those like big, big, like long shots. Oh, um, they also used, didn't they use a steady cam in uh, The Shining? Yeah, yeah. That was the so. first film, I think, to use a steady cam. Oh, that's okay. why, that's why, um, that's why the film is like, the partly, not partly, but like a big reason why the film is so great is because it has those hallways. Right. In like right. continuous shots, which was new for the steady cam. What, it was that 70s? Or was that 1980? I think it was The Shining. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so that was like a new technology. So yeah, that's so cool. Because yeah, how do they do that though? They have to go like backwards. Because yeah. you're film, you're, they're like running at you. Yeah, it's so fucking cool. Like it's, ugh. she's so dope. She also did like Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, I know. And like the Hurt Locker, like she just, the, she so, just does so much great stuff. So, I know you've mentioned before you aren't like a huge fan of Jeremy Renner, but um, like the reason why I really like him is because of his performance in the Hurt Locker. Like, really? Yeah, he's like he's like so good. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll um, watch it. And, I'm not against him. He's not a Julia Roberts. Okay, He's not in that okay. category quite yet. So but, I will watch something. Yeah, it's it's good because like um it's like him and Anthony Mackie for like B- Oh Star yeah, and Guy Pierce, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do want to see that. And yeah, Zero cool. Dark Thirty, is that the one about uh Osama bin yeah. Laden? Is that the, the what SEAL team? Yeah, yeah. Is that a SEAL team? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so crazy that she does these like military films that you would totally think a man would be doing. Like yeah. that's totally what like the genre, like it, it's like expected of the genre, and it's so crazy that she just kind of does it better. Yeah. Know? Um. 
And then I haven't seen it, but she also just did that movie in 2017 called Detroit. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. I heard that's supposed to be really good. Um, I mean, I, 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 I mean, it's it, it looks good, but it looks like it, it might be like hard to like. It, it looks like it might be, be like hard to watch. Um, <gasps> you know? Yeah, it does. Just, yeah, it's you know, because really it involves you know, like you know, the police and black people and. Yeah, I think it's know. about the riots. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think it's about actually. Wait, let me look it up before I actually say what it's about. Oh, but it has Anthony Mackie in it and John. Yeah. Okay. In the summer of 1967, rioting and civil unrest starts to tear apart the city of Detroit. Two days later, a report of gunshots prompts the Detroit Police Department, the Michigan State Police, and the Michigan Army National Guard to search and seize an annex of the nearby Algiers Motel. Several policemen start to flout procedure by forcefully and viciously interrogating guest to get a confession by the end of the night three unarmed men are gunned down while several are brutally beaten what the mm. fuck I know. oh shit yeah that does sound really hard to watch yeah. but yeah it sounds like it's i mean good yeah it's yeah. real yeah it's like a real story yeah wow i didn't even know about that that's crazy yeah, same. like um, um like um i like i just found out about like the tulsa riots like in oh my in, god dude what, like just within like the past year and i yeah they don't teach it yeah i know like i mean like i I mean i'm just i'm just like so mad it took me this long to like hear about this stuff it's super fucked up yeah like yeah you don't realize it. i think until you're older now we have access to everything Mm -hmm. but i think we're the probably the last generation where our our education was like very controlled yeah we didn't really have a like a you know like an accessible encyclopedia that yeah. it was at your fingertips where you could find out about a lot of things that aren't publicized or that aren't necessarily written about in books. We just had books and mm-hmm. whatever the teachers were telling us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, people now are at such an advantage that they can see. And now things are still happening in real time, you know, yeah, like yeah. documentation of things. It's not like this is almost like what was happening in the real world uh, homecoming. Like Kevin yeah. being like, you thought I was really crazy in the 90s when I was, you know, like talking about like racial justice and how everything was so fucked up. And mm. now you guys have seen it for yourself in 20, 30 years. And yeah. now they're all like, yeah, now we realize you weren't like just, you know, saying something that wasn't true or being, you know, a certain way. Like we see it, you know, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah that that story is also crazy. I hope that doesn't get made into anything, though. Yeah, because I don't feel like that's something that needs to be like, like a like dramatized like a documentary yes but like a feature like yeah i feel like that's a lot i don't know i feel like it's just kind of crazy um let's see my last favorite scene is the same one that you had where he says like well i mean it's really really sad that uh fucking angelo when angelo dies at the airport i was like no oh my god i was like fuck that's so crazy like yeah, that one's really sad. And then also when Johnny is snaps and just jumps out of that plane without a shoot. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like also when he lands, when they land and they're like rolling around in the dirt together. And then yeah. he's like, oh, he's like grabbing onto him and he's like, sorry, Johnny, like I got to go. And he tries to hobble and get him. He's like, oh, your knee again, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes and then he gets in the Jeep and then the other guy's just left to die, right? And they like grab the money and the guns and they just like left him there. Because mm-hmm. he didn't go with them. I think he was shot or whatever, and he was in the plane. Yeah. I love how they threw him out. <laughs> like, as <laughs> if, like, he's going to be able to, like, pull the thing, like, pull the cord. I don't know. He seemed like he was, like, super out of it. Um, and then I love how he's like, hey, Johnny, I'll see you in the next life. Like, yeah. I thought that was um, cool. That's how he, like, 
just goes. I have to say, um, being be, being that like Keanu is like the lead character in this movie, it seems like having the name having the name Johnny would be a real pain in the ass. Just because, like, I mean, everyone can't just say your name. They're always just like, "Hey, Johnny," you know. But, hey, Johnny. You know, it's Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah. They always have to say it with a certain sarcastic twang, you know. Hey, and, Johnny. Hey, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah, they're like, that's such a dope name. I'm like, that's a porn star name. <laughs> like, that just sounds like fake. It doesn't sound real. Yeah. They said it was supposed to be like Joe Montana. Oh, okay. like that's what it was supposed to be a takeoff from, but it just sounds so fake. It's like <laughs> Johnny Utah. Like, it's just kind of funny. Um, yeah, that was my last. Uh, I said, when he throws his badge, he's done with that life. I was like, surfing every day. I would love a sequel of the Johnny Utah character. Yeah, that'd be cool. And apparently, they were going to make one. And unfortunately, Patrick Swayze died before they could. Oh. But they were actually like in in for it. Like, Swayze was in for it. He wanted to do it. And I was like, oh, that would have been so oh, cool. cool. Because he could have easily not died. I mean, yeah, been something yeah. That, you know, you're assuming that at the end he dies, but. I mean, there could have been some way somehow that he didn't, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, Bodhi's in really good shape. Like, you know, like... Well, this is a really good school. (laughs) (laughs) You guys talk like grown-ups. Well, this is a really good school. (laughs) It's my favorite favorite Clueless quote. I also cannot wait that it's our birthday week because I have to get this Clueless quote that I try to get every year that I don't get. And I got to try to, like, screen grab it and then fill in the subtitle if it doesn't exist already. Because it's like uh, when they're like... Ty, how old are you? And she's like, I'll be 16 in May. And then Cher's like, my birthday is in April. And as someone older, <laughs> may I please give you some advice? <laughs> like, I love that. Because I was like, oh my God, I really hope Cher Horowitz is a Taurus. She is. Like, she is a Taurus. She's not an Aries. She is I mean, a Taurus. She has to be. <laughs> she has to be, right? She yeah. has to be. I need to find this out. Is Cher Horowitz, what astrological sign is Cher Horowitz? Wait, when is the turnover between Aries and Taurus in, in April? Uh, the 20th? Or- okay. 21st i think okay. the 20th or 21st okay uh let me i'm gonna actually look it up real quick before we um and are you uh are you glad that you're a taurus and not an aries hell yeah okay cool <laughs> same for you yeah, yeah yeah hell yeah oh it says she's an aries but it's based on pure speculation there's no way oh okay she's definitely a fucking um taurus okay yeah, it's so crazy. But yeah, this has been so fun to I know. worship at the altar of Keanu and Patrick Swayze and <laughs> Gary Busey and Lori Petty. Um, this has been so rad. Yeah. And yeah, man, uh, like and subscribe, rate us five stars, write us a review, tell your friends. We're everywhere. Spotify. Mm. We're on Patreon doing Freaks and Geeks. We're up to episode eight now. So Lauren we got I, Lauren and I talked about the real world for like two and a half hours one night. We did. That was so great. We have to do another deep cut for April, which will be coming sometime in the week on Patreon. So yeah, sign up. I don't know what we're gonna do. I kind of want to do something weird, but oh, cool. who knows? Uh, yeah. So it's been super fun. All of our contacts are in the notes, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.